Welcome to Luthier's Tale. I'm Ben Liggett, Luthier and owner of Liggett Guitars. For more info on my guitars, please visit LiggettGuitars.com. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Liggett Guitars. Every week I interview someone that is passionate about their craft. This week I have two guests, Ed Peterson and John Kilteka from The High Gain, a podcast all about electric guitars. Make sure to follow them on all platforms under the name The High Gain. Let's get into it. I am here today with two of my favorite boys. It's The oh. High Gain Boys, Ed and hey. John. Hey! Yeah, what is we're up, here. Guys? It's it's rainy here in beautiful West Seattle. Super hey, rainy. Yeah, here too. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, I only live like three blocks from John, and I thought like, uh, I'll just walk up the hill. It'll be fine. Oh, and man. I am fucking soaked. <laughs> yeah, sweet. So that's going on. Are, what are about you? Guys you in the same room. We are. We are. Oh, sweet. We're, That's cool. We're in the same room, mics facing each other, and actually like just direct eye contact, staring, just yeah. drilling <laughs> into each other's eyes. I, I wish I could be there for that. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> you don't want to be here. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I know it's a uh, it's kind of a tradition on your guys' podcast, um, but beverages guys oh man yeah what are we drinking Hell yeah. right now um it's it's a school night and you know it's late and i didn't want to caffeine up so i'm just rocking a perrier you know just like is old it a school. flavored one nope just classic plain perrier <sighs> yeah that's I, I mess real. with that heavy mm. do you I that's do. good yes. that's good and Topo what? Chico as well. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the best for sure. But I'm a Lacroix boy for most people. Oh, that's a that's mm, a pearl of water. Yeah, no fly zone on that. Um, what the what? Lacroix CEO uh, had charges filed against him for uh, groping an airline pilot. So, of you know, course. you, wow. you got to be what? careful. You got to know your corporations. That's what God, that's what yeah. John and I Ed are here for. Yeah. Yeah. Not even the so. beverages are safe. No, no. <laughs> I mean, so far I think the only straight, you know, banned beverage is LaCroix. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But you know, you didn't I know. That one. You, well, you didn't know. It's fine. I didn't. You, yeah. you didn't know. Yep. Uh I'm I'm rocking the signature select Soleil water. This is a strawberry flavored spa- sparkling water beverage. Wow. I'll, yeah. I'll have... Well, I it kind of sounds chemically. chemically. It does. Oh, well, yeah, probably is, it? is. <laughs> because it says it says with other natural flavors. Mm. Like what? You know. Great like, sign. Yeah. 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 But well, you know, I'm, say, I'm glad this... everyone's hydrated regardless. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, you gotta be for something like this. We're ready to get into it. Yes. Yeah. So let's get into it. So you guys every week you break down a a single guitar usually. Yeah. You know, and it, it might be a really popular guitar or some kind of obscure guitar, sometimes luthier made guitars. But I wanna do the macro view. 
how about just from this year? What are some highlights oh. for you guys? Oh my God. This, been really this question good as of late. I, you know, I was not prepared for this question for some <laughs> random reason. And it seems so obvious. Uh, so I'm sitting here looking at our webpage. I would say in the three and a half years we've been doing this and like mm-hmm. 190 episodes or something haven't, yeah, we haven't missed a week. So one guitar a week for three and a half years. Um, the 1959 Epiphone Coronet was like, mm-hmm. God damn. But that was like multiple years ago. It, right? it, it was early. It was not this year, but that's the guitar that, you know, if you, if you said you've played 180 guitars, which one would you take? That one. That's what really? I would take. Yeah. It just, it's its a punk rock, rock and roll machine. Like single pickup. It's got the, mm-hmm. the one we had was black and white, slab body. It was before the contours came in and they kind of thinned it down and made it, you know, it was before the Batwing headstock. And it was just a ripper. It was- okay. Yeah, that I was, was not 50... expecting that. Yeah, no, yeah, that was fifty nine, right? I think it was it a fifty eight or a fifty nine. Uh, yes, yeah, fifty eight <laughs> or fifty nine. Epiphone, <laughs> the year before they flipped over to the other body style. You know, it's it's double cutaway. That's the one that I loved. Um, more recently. Baronick stuff is. Oh, sumo. I was just about to say the Baronick. Go, John. Yeah, John. Uh, Mike Baronick out of, uh, is it Nor- Northern California or Southern California? M- middle, middle ish. Yeah. Yeah. Baronick, yeah. he, he's making some really great uh, standalone instruments. His designs are very unique and kind of forward looking. Uh, they're yeah. almost, almost like museum pieces. Uh, and so when we got our hands on one, we knew what it was going to look like but had never played one before. And it is an easy playing instrument. Easy mm. on the hands. Sounds, yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Light. Just, just cool. It's like John said forward, but I almost think backward. Like retro. it's that weird. Yeah. Uh, it's got yeah. like uh-huh. a lot of retro stuff in a very modern package. Yeah. Um, like almost Jetsons. Yeah. Like mid-century yeah. modern. Exactly. Like he actually, uh, most of the knobs he uses are old, yeah. like thrift store finds and shit. I like, love, I love that. Yeah, the have Baronic. you seen the one yeah. that has like the glowing? Yeah, that's in, controls. That, yep, that's the RE one, and that yeah. glowing control is a tail light. From I think a, it's from yeah. a tractor. From I a, think. it's a tractor tail light that he actually lights up, and then it's got a floating single pickup that floats so you can just slide it in the right. body um A that's very the reminiscent of the um of the owl the shore yep. Ex- yes, who we had on the thing. show exactly he's great yep. i mean oh man you know now we're just going down the who are the luthiers like uh <laughs> yeah, florian. yeah sorry, that's, that's my bad sure no florian from millimetric Oh my God! Yeah, that I is. think we should also mention you, Ben. Uh, oh. The the way we well, you don't across, have to. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, 
the way we came across it, it's like we we keep an eye on all this stuff on Instagram and whatever. And and I had been watching your stuff and maybe even commenting on it for, geez, seems like months maybe. Yep. Until finally, we're we were able to work out a thing where you shipped one out, and uh, I love the fact that it's like you take like a telly style, the one we got, and just completely make it your own. Yeah, Doctor Seuss it. Yeah, yeah, Hell yeah. yes. Yeah, that was that was like an interesting thing back and forth with you because we definitely were. I don't know. I don't know how we've gotten most of our guests, but with you, it was very specifically. This guitar is rad. Like us leaving oh, comments well, that, like, oh, this thing is killer, and then you know it was just a few of those and you responded and then we finally like i i don't know if that was gotta do something yeah yeah yeah. i don't know if that was the first one we had shipped out or one of the early ones yeah like most of the way that's that's what's different is most of the guitars we do we have we we are holding on to them we're playing them right right but we get them important yeah um all of them we're we're holding all of them yeah yeah um and most of them come from a guitar store that we're friends with thunder road guitars in west seattle shout out yeah or or friends or listeners that that are local yep uh bring stuff over and loan it to us yep so even like the baronic we knew we liked it but we have a friend that bought one. So he was like, oh, if you want to get a hold of them, you can use mine. Yeah, that's I think great. your nice? guitar. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So but cool with you, it was the first time we actually said, like, could could you send us one? Would that be okay? <laughs> like, and it feels weird. Well, yeah. Well, I think I, I and I don't think we could have done that earlier in the podcast i think it it helps a lot that to to have hundreds hundreds of guitars and multiple years under your belt for people to have the confidence that okay these guys are like for real they're not yeah. gonna like walk away with my guitar right or whatever. right right i i think in the first year right when we started <laughs> if we had asked somebody hey can you send us one i'd yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. what <laughs> yeah yeah no i cannot a, a pod what yeah. yeah 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 um but so yeah thank been, you so so much yeah. for having me on i thought that was really cool for me to do i've been oh, listening right to you guys for quite a while so I, I was, it was kind of a thrill for me to be on there oh cool thanks yeah yeah i mean how how has your podcast journey been because we're gonna be episode like eight nine something like that yeah yeah um yeah, it's been good so far. Um, I, I didn't ask you enough questions beforehand, I think. I should have been like, should I do a weekly show? And yeah. probably should have done a bi-weekly show or something. It, now I feel like I, I have to feed the beast. You know? Yeah. It's, There's it's a, bit a of tremendous that. amount of work, That that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I really had no idea, but I'm getting do really you... fast at editing, so... Do you have a guest every show? Is that the idea that you're going to? Yeah. I don't know if I could do solo. Yeah. Um, if there was some kind of subject where I felt strongly enough about it, but I really don't, I, I don't see myself doing that. It feels super hard. 
Like I I couldn't do it. What to do solo? Yeah. That's a tough one. The only ones that I think can successfully do it personally that I listen to is I listen to a fair number of like history podcasts and those it's just like it most of them are like you're in a history class and a teacher's just telling you a story like let's yeah Yeah, like dan carlin he's great yeah exactly exactly Exactly. yep yeah two like two hours at a time or four hours at a time and that is like how much work is how does he do like scripting that and oh my god and it all be in order and (laughs) references and crap oh my god john and i are I mean, John, John has a stack of notes every week with, he prepares a song, he looks up the guitar, he researches everything. I do not do, I I sit my ass down (laughs) and then wing it every week. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you guys about factory guitars. What factory, what like weird production guitar has like caught your guys's eye or you picked up and played that like really blew you away something off the beaten path that people don't normally go for oh it it's, does it have to be like limited run no no it could be uh, more well known i suppose but uh, or like a recent one i mean we had um nick reinhardt who's from Terramellos and he's played with death grips and he's yeah. nick reinhardt is that yeah. guy that that pedal show um, that pedal show exactly yes. that guy he plays the he he plays the japanese squire supersonics that are just uh, these the weirdy like upside down headstocks wrong they're fender um yeah. fender squire supersonics and we did an episode and he helped them re-release it just in the paranormal series like last year i didn't like it enough to buy one and they're like 400 <laughs> bucks so <laughs> i don't know like maybe yeah, that yeah maybe I, I, okay. I think it always that kind of reissue game in the case of the supersonic the originals were what like early 90s or something yeah I, right I, 92 I yeah exactly yeah, it, it always interests me to see what companies feel like they want to reintroduce and what they don't like if you look at like uh, guild like a lot of the old guilds are yeah. pretty cool. Oh yeah, but they're not really reintroducing very many of those at all. Yeah, the ovations. It'd be awesome if they did a bread re- oh, breadwinner run again. The and, solid bodies. Yeah, if yeah. they reintroduce the solid yeah. bodies. I know the answer though. I actually like. Duh. Of course, I know what it is. What? Uh, it's harmony. Harmony uh, is making the silhouette. Yeah, the the anything. New stuff. Anything in the Harmony run, it's made in the in the plant in um, Kalamazoo. Ka- Kalamazoo, the old Gibson plant, and okay. that stuff. It's all at right around the thousand dollar price point. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's yeah. To think here's it's american made yep it's nitro finish yep it's ebony fretboard yep it's uh mini humbucker pickups yep. and uh, i mean it's all there yeah at that price point i'm kind of surprised that hasn't caught on maybe more 
Yeah, I guess I didn't know they were making them in America. That's really yeah. cool. They're and they are awesome. I I have one. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the one that Oh yeah, and of course and I know what it is. Clean work and it's Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean beautiful. I have never heard a bad thing on those guitars. Yeah, they have a so, they have like smaller form factor ones like uh Juno. Remember, like the Juno and stuff yep. and they seem like I don't know, less substantial to me, but I don't know if that's just because I'm a big guy or. Yeah, they're or, they're little guitars, so yeah. I mean, you would look hella goofy yeah. in one of those. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. I have that same issue, uh, so don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah, get too small of a guitar on on me, and it looks really really awkward. Yeah, um, yeah, but but that's really cool. So I got to dive deep into that. And see what those are all about for sure. New harmonies. Yep. Yeah, and they've put out. They've released another one recently as well. I can't remember the name of it. And they just released an amp. Amp. And I don't know if the amp is made in the U.S. And I don't. I kind of don't know the provenance of the amp. Yeah, I don't know if I could. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to be doing a deep dive. Um. You also had. Uh, a Frank Brothers, yes. So I geek out about these on uh, Instagram a lot, mostly because they like take really great photographs. They and do. They, yeah, they always just look so good. It, it'll be like they'll finish a build and they'll just take a picture of it on like a, a table saw. Yeah, and it just looks incredible. Um, but they're doing like super clean work visually. And their CNC stuff is like nuts. And when I watch it, I'm always like, what kind of hold down fixtures he's using, you know? But yeah. so I, I look at them like from a nerd, how's it going together perspective? What was that like to play? Um, it was and, and, impeccable. And, and the, I, it's always such a pleasure to play something and, and you're looking at, you're eyeballing it up and down and you're looking for something that didn't come out right. Uh, you know, in the manufacturer of it. And that second when you realize there is nothing, this thing's put together perfectly. Yeah. Is awesome. And that blended heel that they do, that neck heel, it yes. like makes it makes the neck just sort of disappear into the body. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that seems can't... to be like how you should do a set neck in my opinion. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with me that jumped out with talking about those guitars is they have a shape that's it it's they have their shape and then every guitar looks different every guitar even within like they have their i think they have four lines of guitars so they have the like Mm -hmm. semi-hollow with the f-holes and then they have the solid and you know so the chamber yeah exactly uh but somehow they make an identical body look cool and different and weird like yeah with the same and how do you do that like <laughs> you know you, i think it's so great uh, as a way of making your line consistent mm-hmm. where they can do all kinds of colors all kinds of pickup configuration all these different things but it's consistent because of that shape yep. and that's a thing that we found multiple times uh, a lot of the boutique guys yourself included seem to be standardizing around what they feel is 
their strongest, unique shape. Like Saul Cole, we talked to in uh, yeah. down in Portland. Yep. Uh, and you and the Hewn guys. Uh, I think I appreciate that. Come up with the shape that you think is cool and different, and then just riff on that. That's uh, it's yeah. Cool. It, it it's a lot, especially if you're if you got a really small shop. It takes a lot to like gear up for a specific shape, or you know, if a different model has a different scale length, you know, everything's different. Yep. And so all the tooling has to be different. And so I can see why it makes sense to have a, you know, maybe even like three or maybe four models, but going beyond that seems, uh, seems like a lot. Yeah. Frank brothers, just one. Yep. Yeah. Brilliant. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Awesome. Anything past that three or four, uh, you can't be everything to everybody. So like, right. how, how many shapes do you, do you want to have? Yeah. 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 And, and it, it really is impressive that they can uh, get so many different looks and uh, they even do some of the most tasteful uh, checking, like finish checking the little cracks. Yep. Yes. Yep. Just like super subtle. I don't know if they're uh, cutting them in by hand with a razor blade. I've seen that. Oh my Here god, that would be brutal. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. I don't want to attempt it. Yeah. No. I've oh. seen videos of people doing that on fretboards and it's like, oh man, that's the patience. Oh, no thank you. I mean, I I play guitars. I look at them and I just like <laughs> how like some dude took a piece of wood and turned it into a neck. And that neck has to be straight like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's really Amazing. stupid what we're doing. <laughs> I always say, uh, if you want to make money, the dumbest thing you could pick to manufacture is guitars. It, it's kind of yeah. true. It's like, if you want to make money, make uh, oil tool parts, but that's no fun. So here we are. Let's make guitars. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely, it, it seems like from, you know, John and Ed's 50,000 foot view, like the, the scaling is the thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, do you get an assistant to come in and bang out bodies while you're working on necks and then bolting in the thing? And most of the smaller luthiers, the answer to that is no, you know, or if they yeah. do it, it's just like a buddy that comes over right. and I find it's interesting how many of these guys we've talked to don't want to scale up. Yep. Like, I can imagine at some point in time that was the goal. Like when Hamer started or any of, or Jackson or Charvel. Yep. It's like, man, I want to become a big guy. But now it's like in our time, people are like, no, I'm, I'm making a living and, and I'm progressing and I'm getting better. I've got a waiting list. Yeah. I don't, I don't need anything more than that. And I think it that's seems great. smarter to me to like be a little bit more nimble in the marketplace mm -hmm. as things are, you know, like things change so quickly. Um, and you know, now we're like talking about like global supply chain <laughs> shortages, like yeah. you know, who knows what's going to happen. And, yep. and whenever you scale up, you go from being a guitar builder to now you're a manager or right. a boss or yeah. whatever. So yeah. your job changes and it's like, I, I don't want my job to change. Right. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't 
think, John, have we interviewed anyone who aspirationally talked about getting bigger? And I, I, I kind of don't think so. No, I don't That's think so. Like, kind of cool. Yeah. I think we've talked to people who have, like you said, Ed, had to hire like a part-time assistant or else they would become swamped, Yep. Uh, but weren't too happy about it. And even like Florian in Millimetric, uh, he just straight up stopped taking orders a year ago and he just reopened them like two I, days ago. I saw that. He opened and he's probably going to close them again because he's got like a two year wait list and he refuses yeah. to, you know, he's not going to hire out. And yeah, yeah he, he just he builds has, them. And he's also not going to take orders for the next 10 years or and string right. out longer. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The podcast that, you know, the high gain, that's... Yeah. John John definitely does this thing that he tells the story of the guitar, but it's kind of like a history lesson of a guitar. But since we've done it so long it's become this like macro view of the industry where you Mm -hmm. just get to see that like, Oh, there was a boom of creativity in the late fifties. And then by the late sixties, there was this compression in economics and all these little guitar manufacturers just started getting gobbled up in a lot of cases by like multinational corporations came in and like, Oh, fucking BP is buying, you know, British petroleum is buying some little guitar company. And like, what, (laughs) what are you doing? Well, and there was that uh, uh, external pressure as well as, as stuff was flooding in from Japan. Right. And so uh, uh, that, that forced the guitar industry kind of to implode. Yep. Right. And so by the seventies, it was just a, a shit show. <laughs> yeah. It, what's other, what's also interesting about your, um, about your show is all the people that seem to run into each other, like the people from the, the history lesson part of it. Um, it's always like, Oh, so-and-so worked with this other guy. We did an episode about, you know, you remember Roger Ross, my soul, Ed, yeah. you know, and, and then I, I'm sitting over here like, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> like it, it makes us, uh, it, it makes us realize like, especially, uh, uh, since Ed mentions Ross, my soul, that Southern California was, and seems to still be, uh, one of the focal points of guitar. Oh, building. There yeah. are so many people down there that have been doing it. I don't know, since Leo was around, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, uh, that has just seemed to be the place to go to build guitars. Who wants to live in Kalamazoo? Who wants to live? Like, let me go to the beach, baby. Come on. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm like listening to the the cold rain whip on the uh, window outside. I'm like, yeah. That'd be, yep. that'd be good yeah um <laughs> uh, but it, even like um santa cruz that area there's like more small acoustic builders than anywhere it's yes. like they're all just packed and and even like the berkeley area there's there's tons of acoustic builders it, it's crazy that is that is somewhat of a blind spot probably 
for me specifically, but I think on the show kind of in general. Yeah, that is interesting. I, yeah, I, I've often wondered if we shouldn't yeah. do more acoustics, but I don't, I don't know. We've probably done. You're the high three. gain. It has to. Yeah. You can't yes. put a pedal on it. <laughs> we don't want to do those grandpa guitars. Who wants those? Come on. I'm sure yeah. people would like it either way. So. Yeah. I, I might have to actually learn how to play something. <laughs> you guys don't uh, mess around on an acoustic at all. Uh, no, we've done them. We've done like uh, Martin D28. Yep. We've done uh, the Gibson J160E. That's the one that John Lennon played. Uh, we did the, yeah. uh, what's his name? The Buck Owens. Uh, we did the Harmony Buck Owens. Yep. So we have done them. Yep. Nice. Well, you got to throw them in there every once in a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. So uh, of all these guitars... What are some that you've had to just had to own? You bought them. Oh God! What'd you buy? Uh, oh jeez. Oh man! I think that maybe the first one I picked up, like the first time it happened to me, was probably uh, the Abernathy. Uh, Justin mm. is making some great stuff out there in Guadalupe, California. And we played this thing, and it had a wider. It's like one and seven eighths, I think. Uh, neck and it just fit my hand and he it's got some uh lollers in it i believe and it just mm. uh it ripped and so one thing led to another and at the end of the conversation it's like well you know what are we looking at here if a feller wanted to <laughs> pick one of these up <laughs> yeah, yeah and ed was impressed enough as well that he was like yeah, can we make that too and ed bought, <laughs> ed bought one too <laughs> yeah i think i my collection in the three years we've done the show, I think I probably have like 10 electrics right now. And mm. I'm, are any of them older? Have I owned any of them longer than that time? Like, I think I've had a hundred percent turnover in guitar. So since doing the show, really? I bought like a 78 Telecaster custom I bought. Uh, we did that like, one. Yeah. Yep. We did that. Love it. Love it. You know, it was one of those ones. And that was one where I also, we had done an episode on a jazz master and it was, uh, it was a 62, 62, 63, 63, uh, black, Black with a mint mint pickguard. And I mm. bought that and just hated it. <laughs> what? Yeah. I and what I have realized is it was the third jazz master I've owned, and I realized I hate jazz masters. Yeah, I, I think for I think we narrowed it down. Ed and I had like a big long conversation and and then I loaned him my Jaguar. And I think it's the 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 real estate behind the bridge heading to the tailpiece. Yeah, it's it's just too too much, too floppy on a Jazzmaster uh, for Ed, and and a lot of people don't like that. They feel like it's just too, yeah, like like soft. It, yeah, like like yeah. Fr not not 
fragile is kind of a weird word, but you know, I kind of slam on guitars. I kind of like abuse them a bit. And I think part of it was like, Oh, this is an actual 63. It was, you know, like, and I just didn't feel like I could, you know, rip it. And you're like in grandma's, uh, uh, living room. Yeah, exactly. Plastic. Plastic, Exactly. Even though the guitar was far from perfect, I just didn't feel good about, and, and I've never owned jazz masters or just, that's the coolest looking guitar. I hate. I just don't, (laughs) don't like them. Um, yeah, I, I've just never been drawn to them either. So I, I understand. Yeah. What about you? What John? else? Did, uh, yeah. Well, I, I got the Abernathy, but I also got, uh, we did an episode on the Guild S100. Uh, and the one, uh, and I ended up buying it. It was uh, 72 or 74. Uh, you might know it. It's the it's the same guitar that Kim Thale plays in, uh, played in Soundgarden. Oh, nice. Uh, it's so, like the it's SG. A, yeah, it's yeah. A, it, it, it looks roughly like an SG. It's got yeah. a Bigsby on it. Actually, it was a Bigsby licensed by Guild. And so instead of Guild, uh, instead of Bigsby on the tailpiece, it's, it actually says Guild. Some mm. people will call it a Guildsby. <laughs> I stroke my beard in approval at that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that old like uh, cast parts with a old logo in it. Yeah, I just love that. Yeah, and who are the some of the a little different than every Bigsby out there? Yeah, yeah. who are some of the guys like T.K. Smith we had on, and like every once in a while you have a luthier on, or you do the the big brass, you yes. know, like anyone that works with metal. I th- mm-hmm. I, I personally am like. Oh my God! What are these guys doing? Well, some of the finer craft, like, yeah. Like T.K. Smith casts his own pickup covers. Yeah, and really. Like, and so he's doing like the old Bigsby kind yep, of. Yep. Reminiscent. Yeah. Film, yes, right? he's he's actually kind of a Bigsby nut. He probably knows everything there is to know about Paul Bigsby. Yeah. Oh man. And so yeah, yeah. like those guys where it's like they do everything on the guitar. I'm like. Oh my God, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> well, you know, it, it makes you realize that now there's, I don't know if there's more boutique builders than there ever have been, or if it's just, you know, the internet makes, makes it so that we actually know about them now, but it seems like we're in a Renaissance right now. A lot of the guitars, yeah. the quality is so good that I don't know. It's like you, you might think, well, you know, three, $4,000 for a guitar. Damn, that's expensive. But when you think about the fact that it's going to be as good, if not better than like a typical Fender custom shop. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and it's going to be $2,000 less. I, you know, yeah. It's, it's wild. And it? it, it, to me, it feels like, like the, the, like the Instagram and, um, just social media in general and YouTube, just having the, the internet as a resource yep. to, uh, to learn new skills and, and execute them and then see what, at what level other people are doing things at. it just bring, it rises, raises all ships, you know, yep. 
Uh, the high tide you, raises all ships. Is that yeah. the saying? Rising Let tide. Let me say it five ways wrong. The rising first. tide lifts all ships or... Uh, you know, I think you nailed it. One right. of those was awesome. Rising tide flood, <laughs> floods your porch. Or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's very oaky. <laughs> yeah. I'll adopt that one. Yeah. Do you find as a, as a luthier that that kind of access through like Instagram and whatnot, uh, the, you find your colleagues are like real good about sharing tips and information and all of that? Oh, yeah. yeah I feel like not even just guitar people, but craftspeople in general, like w- when they see that you're another craftsperson and they're like, oh, uh-huh. this guy's doing something cool, then they're like so willing to help that it's like, it's like, what, you know, why are you so nice to me? You mean yeah. like uh, other craftspeople like outside of guitar making? Yeah, like, like I've reached out to a lot of different people because I have interest in like jewelry and like, uh, um, engraving and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And I'll reach out to these people with questions and whatnot. And cause I want to use aspects of those crafts in guitar making. I have a, a jeweler local to me who's just like super duper helpful. I, I reached out to him on Instagram and he's like, well, stop by the shop and I'll show you real quick. And he taught me how to set like a gemstone, Whoa. you know, just like in a sitting. That is that is one thing that I like looking at on your your Instagram specifically, and we talked about it in the episode. Is like your your inlay work. Oh my god, is yeah. bonkers, dude! It's oh, thank bonkers. you guys. Like that's the thing that when we got the guitar, it was your guitar was one of those ones where it's like, oh, this body's rad, but then you actually start like. Oh wait! Look at this inlay. Look at yeah. the headstock. Look well, at this and, brass thing. And, look at this. Yeah, look at this. And look at the inlay <laughs> in places you're not normally going to see it, but it's yeah. just it's just a detail that you felt like was worth doing. Yeah, it's so yeah. fine. Like awesome. Well, thank awesome. you. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, like you can look at like Gibson like uh, fretboards, and you can see all the filler. Yep. <laughs> from oh the, yeah, yeah. From the slop and all the filler between the inlay and the fretboard itself, and like yours the tolerance was like zero yeah like like yeah, you, isn't to... there a there's a fairly recent video you put up where you're using like tweezers for your name and it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's so thin and i'm just like what the yeah, that hell? breaks very very easily <laughs> that's so crazy <laughs> and, yeah. and with the with the mother of pearl if you break it i mean you see the seam so it's like ah throw it away yeah yeah i'm showing john right now the i just watched this like a couple days ago again (laughs) (laughs) but i'm making it look really hard right there i I was probably taking twice as long as it takes to actually do it because i like had the camera in front of me and all that but it and I made it look more delicate i usually just kind of toss it in there and slam it in (laughs) really (laughs) kind of yeah a little bit yeah huh yeah. A little more I, haphazard than that. It yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah. You, well, your detail you. work I, is I, crazy. Yeah, we just that's one thing that continues to astound us, especially talking to the the people like yourself. It's like, man, the effort being put into the craft is just totally top notch, I think. Yeah. And that's where like I you know, John and I definitely have this like you know, we're Gen Xers and we have this 
underdog thing where, you know, oh, I could give four grand to like whatever corporation that fucking owns Fender or some dude like who will get on the phone with me and talk about a build and like spend time. And then I know he's like in a garage cutting his hands up and like, yeah, I think maybe I won't give Fender four grand. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's me. Yeah. Well, well guys like me sure appreciate that sentiment because uh, we feel the same way, you know? Yeah. It's like, like I, uh, I recently bought a, um, a custom pipe, like a, like a tobacco pipe. Yeah. From oh, wow. a, a make, a maker in, um, I think it was Sri Lanka. Wow. Wow. And, and he's, his name is, uh, Bima pipes, B I M A on, uh, on Instagram. If people are interested. We're both looking but, at uh, yep. <laughs> Both of us went but to I, our phone, but this guy, I mean, talk about like, for like 150 bucks what you can get from this guy versus going to any tobacco store across the country is like crazy detail crazy like wood yeah. carving makes all his own stems from uh like they'll take bake light yeah get it hot in water and mold it oh and no like just cr- crazy crazy stuff oh, wow, and so like things. I try to do the same thing, you know. I try to patronize guys like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? I don't know. I'm just like, why? Why would you not? Yeah. And and stuff that kills me is especially when you're in this boat of they're offshoring a bunch of the construction, maybe all of it, and then charging prices that are, you know comparable to what you could get a u.s made instrument for that that blows my mind like not in a good way (laughs) yeah not in a good i i wonder about when like when when you were talking earlier about uh what companies decide to reissue or or this and that i wonder if there's like there's a Fender or Gibson. There's got to be like focus groups and oh. just like, you know, the most soulless processes. Yeah. To like decide I, what to sell. I'm sure. This quarter. You they're, know. they're naming convention for like their AVRI. Like how many variations of, of, a, that. of, of like just the vintage reissue nomenclature. There's got to be like almost a dozen. I can't keep track of it. So it's like yeah. AVRI, American Vintage Reissue, but then they changed it to American Vintage. It's like, yep. well, isn't that kind of the same thing? I don't know. And they're different, and they're just different enough uh, that snobby dudes are like, oh, I don't want the American Vintage. I need the AVRI. And like, you I know, and that. yeah, it's just. Yeah, they're, they're creating... this one year had this one detail, and yep. this had the yeah, yep. yeah. They're creating this scarcity, and then when they get the feedback, then they're like, "Oh, great, we got all this feedback. Now we can tweak it a little bit, and everybody's going to want that one." And all of this said, wow. Fender. Yeah, I'm pretty good with Fender. I'm I'm Team Fender. I am too. Yeah, For I am all too. the bashing I, to... I just did, Fenders are right. Yeah, so, we should keep. That I know. I'd much that. rather 
bag on Gibson usually. Are, are we ready to shift gears? Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I know, right? But hey, no, their CEO has a leather jacket, so he's cool now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Didn't you hear? No, I. well, we heard. Everyone heard. They made Jeez. a big press release about it. And then immediately started suing people. Yep, you know? yeah. yep. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> okay, moving on. Oh, I know what I want to ask you. Two things. Since we were just on Fender, I want to ask about the Rosewood Telecaster. Yes. Did the Rosewood make that big of a difference for you guys? Well, each time they've tried to put out the Rosewood Tele, it has not been a hit. And I think the only reason they are still around at all is because of the association with George Harrison. And in fact, uh, that, that... the film we talked about in that episode that was uh let it be the beatles final concert like on the rooftop i Uh think i think it was this week maybe next week it's being re-released reissued yeah it it was off the market you couldn't get any more than a couple of miscellaneous youtube clips but the whole movie is being re-released maybe ed can uh... it might be on criterion yeah something like that but but you can see all that stuff that was used in that, including the Rosewood Telecaster that was one of only two made and was given to George Harrison. I see. But was, your original um, question, does it make a difference? I don't yeah. Know. What do you think about it? I don't think it made a difference. I didn't feel like, oh, wow, this sounds like a whole different Telecaster. I, no really yeah it, okay now i i wasn't like wow you can really hear the rosewood uh i couldn't maybe somebody can but not me <laughs> well for sure hey, i'm 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 right there with thing. john that like I, but i know you guys aren't super big on tone wood. exactly <laughs> so and fair enough yep fair enough. for me it's like do you vibe with that guitar is that your vibe you know and and ultimately that's what the important part exactly like if the answer to that is yes then the answer is yes you should buy one if the answer to that is no and honestly for me it's like oh is the color cool do i kind of like the body (laughs) there you go yeah like that because well it certainly makes a difference yeah like I i think like you know you probably know this ben better better than we do but the whole mechanics of how a guitar works is about transfer of vibration anyway. And so yes. there are multiple ways to do that. Like you, you put a big brass block in the bridge to help kind of transfer that through the body. Mm-hmm. Some people might use rosewood cause it's a denser wood and heavier, I should say. And that's how they want to accomplish that. But, but just unto itself, I don't know. I don't know if I care. Yeah. So keeping on the um, slightly Fender-ish topic, um, let's talk about a Fender, but not a Fender. The Nacho. Yes. The Nacho Caster. Yes. So I've been looking at this guy's stuff on Instagram for a while. Not until I uh, listened to your episode did I realize he was a... um, a billionaire plastic CEO. (laughs) That was interesting. Yes. But... uh, but the guy also makes some freaking killer recreations of old guitars. I mean, it's the most realistic relicking I've seen on any guitar. 
yeah, his down. his relicking will take him months and months and months and months. And he has said that he's not going to do it on any timetable. If he feels like it, he'll go work on that one for a little while. But he's not letting it out of the shop till it's where he wants it to be. And I had heard all of these stories, but then when we finally get our hands on one, oh crap! I mean that's whew. it's got mojo, huh? It yeah does it sure does yeah um yeah so have you guys come across any olympics yes uh i came across a a couple at uh thunder road oh maybe a year or so ago there was actually was more than a couple it was like a set of five this guy was selling a couple of basses and like three guitars and they were probably like top of the line in terms of craft and inlay and all that kind of stuff. And they were like pristine. And for what he, for how kind of nervous the guy was and for what he wanted for them, I opted not to borrow them. I didn't. I, I I didn't want to take that risk. Yep. Yeah. You know, wow. and, and I could totally understand if somebody's squeamish, uh, but you know, by the same token, we've done 182 guitars, haven't lost one yet. Haven't lost one, and we've done a couple of. I think we're prob high end, probably twenty five, thirty grand, and. I no. think uh, the highest one is maybe pushing 50. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, and that's, it's a little nerve wracking. It's funny how that changes though, because like <laughs> at first you're like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And now like three years later, it's like, well, I don't, I don't really think about that that much anymore because might... I'm going to treat every guitar we get like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's well. weird how that works. Yeah. Do you remember when you first like, when you thought like spending a thousand dollars on a guitar was nuts. Yeah. Everything, all the tools we have to assess that have improved. Like not only do we have more money, but we can appreciate the craft more than we could when we were kids. And also we're better players. So we can actually hear what makes them better as you know, if, if you put two, fenders in front of 15 year old me and told me one was like the fancy custom one i'd be like i don't know i can't tell yeah i can't hear it right or if you just said pick one just showed 15 year old me to pick the wrong telica- oh yeah i would probably pick the brand new one and leave the like 61 you know yeah. mint 61 just like ah it's got some dings yeah. in it i don't want that yeah, yeah. you yeah. know so little did you know. like, but I, I think before this podcast, man, I, I don't know if I had spent a thousand dollars on a guitar before. Oh, that's not true. I had like, I had a Martin and, but you know, I had a lot of, I had a $175 Mustang that I bought in a pawn shop, um, mm-hmm. which was a crazy deal but you know like yeah it's been it's been somewhat recent that my collection has gotten a little more valuable (laughs) which (laughs) you know 
yeah, you play you play enough of these, and it's like, oh, maybe I need one of those. I'm still on the kind of uh, rotation tip, where yeah. it's like, well, you know, if I can at all help it, I try to send something out in order to bring something in. Yeah, uh, because you know, money. <laughs> um, I I spoke recently on the podcast with uh, Scott Eve, who's uh, owns Zen Guitar Trading. Yes, up in Portland. Yeah. And he's an interesting guy. He has the same kind of mantra thing where he, he's vowed to not own any instruments. So he his oh. whole thing is just instruments come in. They're all kind of his, but he's always selling them and finding them an appropriate home. And and huh. he, he's definitely not like a salesman. He's like a, a shepherd to like yeah. get it to huh. its next home where it needs to go. He's like very... Uh, very interesting uh mindset and he deals only that. with the boutique stuff right yeah yeah well, uh, occasionally kind of a uh he'll he'll get an arch top in here or there but mostly electrics yeah yeah luthier made electrics yeah we've we've definitely got friends and just kind of you know we've built up a little following we interact with listeners and you know have like a discard that a few people kind of come over and we chat with people there yeah. um and there's there's just a whole gamut of guitar buyers out there you know there's the guy who bought a guitar when he was 15 and it was like an ibanez artcore whatever like like the old ibanez thing <laughs> and that's what he plays yeah. 40 years later yeah and then there's we've got friends who go through oh my god the amount of guitars we've seen you know people who just kind of are collectors in air quotes or uh, something yeah they play um, it and then maybe they don't click with it or yep. what, whatever they're thinking and they're happy to just kind of yeah okay i'll you know trade it in for something else yeah and and of course when you do that you're losing money yep. because it's like driving the car off the lot right it depreciates right. right away but yeah i mean that's cool if you're doing that with vintage stuff it's less painful because the the value yes. kind of sticks around yeah but right yeah if you're right if, it'll kind of like match uh the the price of inflation at the yep. very least you yep. know yeah. Which which is a good way to go. And and I've always told people that when it comes to amplifiers a lot, it's like if you buy a a, a vintage amp, you, you it can be repaired and you can resell it for at least what you paid for it, probably more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and it just seems like a, a smart way to go. For sure. But but not with guitars. You need to buy brand new from a luthier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. If yeah. Yeah. I, I take all that but, vintage shit I said back. I take it all back. Yeah, right. That's all wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we go down the pedal rabbit hole, so we've had pedal guys on and of course, yeah. I forgot to even ask you guys about pedals. Yeah, yeah. We Oh, we've don't had... get me started. Don't don't get it started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we definitely, both of us have fairly a cu couple few couple couple guitar pedals, and that's when we were talking about the uh, collaborative nature of the boutique builders. It mm -hmm. it is, I I think maybe because of, um, you know, maybe it's that 
these pedals are easier to produce and faster or something that they seem to collaborate more. We're like, you know, two guitar builders aren't going to get together and do a custom guitar together, right, right? right? But like in the pedal game, that's totally a thing where, you know, Brady hmm. from Old Blood Noise Endeavors will just call Joel and like, let's do a pedal. And then they do a That's pedal. a cool idea. Yeah. Or the, the built guys will put effects into oh, their guitars. For sure. Yeah. 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 Like the... The mood. Yeah. Those are wild. Yeah. Yeah. That matched pair. Yeah. That was really cool. I I think, you know, that's... I, I like the concept, I suppose. But the thing I've always said on the show is just the the multiple points of failure and when you have to like put a battery in your guitar and like <laughs> but for know. the built guys you don't have to yeah. because they've got that weirdo cable yeah yeah they've got like a power supply on the ground it's like in pedal that, form really? in pedal form but then you need a special cable right that, or i don't think so you need something I, anyway I, yeah yeah it's just like i think it's just trs <laughs> yeah right but then it's just more shit like what happens when you lose that pedal that's your power supply on the floor oh get right, fucked right well, <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's how i feel about you ed when yeah. it's like oh i'm gonna get into the world of midi I'm like oh don't do that dude like yeah, yeah. midi midi yeah. on my pedal board it's that's it's witchery it no it is that <laughs> that is fair yeah, you should stay away from MIDI. Don't go down that. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, I've been picking up a couple more pedals here and there that are just basic single function pedals. You turn it on, it does one thing. You turn it off, and it goes off. Like yeah, like here is a phaser. Period. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of thing. I have lots of multifunction pedals that do like multiple things, but. Sometimes it's nice to not have to mess with the menus or the alt functions or anything. Just like, oh, look, that's a phaser. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, and I find usually when you want that one sound, the thing that has all the features is like severely lacking in like the one fundamental thing I wanted. Yep, yep, exactly. And I thought I was getting all these like bonus things and I'm like, ah, oh, I just watered it down. Yep. Yeah, or like, in, uh, like some of the pedals that are coming out now, like, whether it's a reverb or Ed and I were looking at the Caroline uh, tremolo pedal that have kind of like dirt built in like overdrive or distortion. It's like, well, I, I have overdrive and distortion pedals. I already like. So yeah. Do, yeah. Do I really need, those are kind of like really specific too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Do I really need this reverb pedal to have that? I think pedals are just interesting because you know, they're a weird, they're a weird thing where it's just, it's different from the guitar game in that what a lot of these guys are doing nowadays is they are computer engineers, right? They are, they are not yeah. like, they're doing some level of like electronics where they're getting a breadboard and they're putting their little transistors and shit like that. Or they're programming but, the like pro But most of them yeah, are doing the DSP. DSP programming. So like these, yeah. and you can get 
amazing crazy sounds that like oh in the 80s you would never be able to get right um you know like the the midi thing you were talking about a lot of it's like the tracking is terrible some of that's (laughs) just they didn't have the processors that could keep up yeah with the MIDI. Sure. And now, so, now it's like we're back in the 80s because nobody like, can get the chips anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> supply chain shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, these these pedals on the on your board, $200 pedals, they've got more processing power it's than amazing. like. Yes. Yeah. They've got yes. more processing oh, yeah. power than a phone from six years ago. Well, I, I'm not going to keep you guys too late. I sure appreciate you guys coming on my show. I flipped the tables on you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. You had to come on my You guys are now the guests. Amazing. So how does it feel? It feels great. <laughs> for, for I'm me. so like, glad. It, 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 it already told you. He yeah. just shows up and sits down. But, like, this is awesome. Yep. I, I, I get, oh yeah <laughs> i get to feel what it's like to be ed i didn't have to research anything yep. or yep. hook up pedals or tune a guitar it's just gonna yeah. sit down and talk about stuff yeah yeah heck yeah, yeah. it's awesome that's, it's that's, awesome isn't it that's john how it should be sometimes. <laughs> yeah. i can't let john see this side too often you know i can't let him realize how nice it is to not have to prepare yeah yeah where can everybody find you guys uh the highgain.com is our website uh it's also our handle on instagram at the high gain uh make I'll... sure to follow them on instagram please and listen to their podcast it's everywhere you get podcasts yep. right yep yep itunes yeah. spotify all that all, all that stuff yeah. yeah yeah follow their um their patreon oh, and get on geez. the discord yes Jeez. yes Man, we don't even yeah, do yeah. these shout outs anymore. Good and job. We got a link tree uh, link in our Instagram profile that has links to all this other stuff. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Nice work, well, Mr. Thank- Liggett. Yes. Thank you guys so much for being here. 